0: so below what lies without resides within time for growth to begin mental physical and spiritual we find balance with all three as we focus on totality the whole not the half this is for those on the spiritual path looking for the clues to the answers of life but the truth ain't always nice so leave your ego at the door let your inner layer roar And your spirit soar as we go deep down to the molecular level Tap into the body with some yogic breath Throw in some calisthenics for a true strength test Like the shamans of old, we use the nature to heal With a little bit of DMT to reveal This whole life journey is a little surreal And your mind needs a leader, not a follower in life Let your mind be the master and you pay a hefty price This next 60 minutes is about self-mastery It's not an easy path and it's a lifelong journey But we up to empower with this red pill initiation hour with this red pill initiation hour, brought to you by Prima Oprah Me. The Matrix is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth.
1: Yo, yo, yo. Energy fam, what the fuck is going down? Yes, I am still alive, and I'm back, and I just wanted to give you a little heads up with what has been going on in the world of Primal Alchemy and the Red Pill Initiation Hour. So, it's been about two months, guys, since I last posted an episode, the last one being with Richard Cassaro, Secret of the Gods, and Freemasonry Deciphered. Uh, it's been quite the adventure over the past eight weeks, so I just wanted to, yeah, fill you guys in with some of the big events in my life, which obviously then mirror into the way that Primal Alchemy interacts with you and the world. So the big thing that I've got going on is if you follow me on Instagram, you're going to see me on my stories every other day talking about phase two this, phase two that, Phase two is almost there. Phase two coming very, very soon. And yeah, it's it's taken a little bit longer, guys, than expected. Hence the reason why I've been radio silent for a while. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. And yeah, I just want to kind of share with you what's actually been going down. And what I mean by phase two, because I've kept it very under wraps for the duration of me Getting this um, out onto the market. So, what is phase two? Well, first off, most of you who are even new to this or only been following me for a while, you you can see that I do things a little bit different than the than the rest of the industry in terms of what I regard as human optimization. And when I first created this brand, I was looking to create a fully equipped superhuman optimization brand. That's everything to do with physical, mental and spiritual, emotional optimization. And for the previous year, I entered the market with my protein powder, the Vitruvian Protein. That's the adaptogenic nootropic superfood protein blend. And that's all I had to kind of represent what I was about. So I'd be talking to people about this, about that. And when it comes down to it, all Primal Alchemy had to show for itself was some protein powder, which is not a good representation of what my grand vision is with this brand. So... The same with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All of you guys that have been following me for a while know that I'm a fucking geek when it comes to this shit, and I, I like to almost model Primal Alchemy after the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And what I mean by that is that Marvel or Kevin Feige, the guy who is um the guy who runs the Marvel Cinematic Universe chain, uh he obviously had his grand vision of how uh, Thanos would collect all of the Infinity Stones and he would come and fuck up the Avengers and they would go on their hero's journey to be able to save not only themselves, the world and the universe, and that was broken down over a ten year layout of movies. And uh, that got broken down into phase one, phase two and phase three, and each phase opened up to the audience Kevin's greater vision. And it would it would take them step by step so that you would be able to connect with the message overall instead of it all just happening in one film. And uh, that's very much similar to how I've kind of gauged the progression of uh, Primal Alchemy. So phase one was the protein powder. It was me getting onto the market. I had the ancestral potential coaching programs tied into that. And then I launched this, the Red Pill Initiation Hour. And I think that was a pretty good opening to Primal Alchemy and the vision that I had in store for it. So moving on to phase two. What is phase two? Well, guys, I'm going to break it down to you exactly what it is that we'll be launching at the end of this month in regards to phase two. So this is complete superhuman optimization in the eyes of myself and being projected through Primal Alchemy. So first up, there's gonna be many different branches of Primal Alchemy, so it's not just gonna be a supplement health and performance brand now. The first branch is gonna be the Fuel of the Gods range. So the Fuel of the Gods supplement range are a line of premium Prana-charged, I'll come back to that, organic superfood supplements. So obviously Vitruvian protein is one of the products in that line but I have a few more coming out soon. I'm not going to go into too much detail because I just want to give this as like a brief overview of everything. So we have a Shilogy product coming out, an authentic Himalayan Shilogy. So for everyone that has uh, been listening to this from the get-go from the first couple of episodes, you've probably heard me talk about Shilogy quite a lot. So yeah, we're finally launching our own and I believe it to be the, uh, the best highest grade shilajit in the world authentic himalayan shilajit that not many other brands on the market can uh can keep up with All of theirs a source from siberia from the altai mountains which just isn't authentic shilajit gold grade shilajit that is the um the shilajit that's mentioned in ayurvedic lore it's got to be from the himalayas uh we've also got a marine phytoplankton supplement coming out. So people that are into, um, algaes or algaes like, uh, spirulina, chlorella, um, blue green algae, you probably may or may not have heard of marine phytoplankton, but marine phytoplankton is pretty much the oldest whole food superfood on this planet it originated in the primordial oceans of earth billions of years ago single cell organism that is really a not just a marvel for the in terms of how it interacts with on the human system but also how important it is to the planet it produces over 50% of the world's oxygen so <sighs> that big breath you took in 50% of that oxygen content is directly responsible from um uh, directly produced from phytoplankton in the ocean and during certain times of the year uh, there's some really cool images you can look at um, of the Atlantic Ocean where the phytoplankton light up and you can see it from outer space just how much of the earth surface that these things uh, grow over. Anyway, very important and very nutrient-dense pretty much like taking raw ATP to your cell and yeah for me it is the most potent superfood on this planet. We've also got our own CBD based product coming out as well which is a CBD infused MCT oil so this could be used for if you want like a bulletproof coffee you would literally just add an MCT oil like you would do I add a normal MCT oil but this is going to be infused with CBD so, uh, yeah, that's going to be the Fuel of the God supplement range, guys. And that will be launching at the end of this month. Then we have our Ancestral Kitchen. So what the Ancestral Kitchen is, is going to be a meat box delivery system and nutrient-dense whole food pantry. So I have teamed up with a trusted family-owned farm down in the southwest of England on the edge of Dartmoor National Park. Uh, basically, what it is, I've put together a ancestral nose to tail meat box with prime meat cuts. So you're going to be getting uh, like prime beef, uh, fucking hell, prime beef rib, ribeye steaks, um, ox heart, bone marrow, lamb's liver, lamb chops, just everything that you would need for what I believe to be an optimal diet regarding like the carnivore perspective of things ancestral knows the tail, and then i'll also be stocking uh like i said with the whole food pantry other whole foods that i believe are needed to be able to optimize our diets if following an ancestral kind of um following ancestral guidelines so i'll be stocking uh one of my best friends, Josh, he runs a business called AP Nutrition, and they make these things called Keto Fuel Bars, which are absolutely delicious, guys. I've been smashing them ever since I've known him. He's, uh, he's a great man with a great heart, trying to do good things with his business, and he's got some big visions as well. And very synchronistically, uh, we come into each other's life at the beginning of the year, and yeah, we've been... We've been vibing hard ever since, and we've got a good little crew developing here in Bristol in the United Kingdom of some big game changers. Not the fucking game changers that, that James Cameron is talking about, but I'm talking about real game changers. Game changers that are here to change the world, not just to make profit, but to actually change your world. So yeah, rant over. Um, next up we have Avatar Upgrades so Avatar Upgrades is going to be the storefront on primealchemy.co.uk which we sell the world's best biohacking technology so we're going to be kicking this off with um, we got some blue light blocking glasses from Blue Blocks, these are the highest grade blue light blocking glasses in the world, they block all blue light from 400 to 550 nanometers which takes out the blue and green light spectrum so these are like in my opinion, the best, and not only are they best in terms of the effectiveness of them, they also don't look goofy as fuck. Like a lot of the blue light blocking glasses you see on the internet, or that you can buy, generally speaking, look like they're you'd find some, you'd find it in like a toy shop for some, t- for like a six year old in like a goofy fancy dress outfit. But these things are ultra stylish. So I've got uh, four different designs that look hipster as fuck they look totally dope and i wear them all the time and yeah i've got nothing but good things to say about them so keep an eye out for that i'm going to be selling a blue shield portable so blue shield is a emf protection device portable as well and it uses scalar wave technology in order to create a resonance field that is much more coherent with the natural energy field that the body Um, is in its most relaxed state with and through that it mitigates a lot of non-native EMFs and then brings you back into a state close to homeostasis. Uh, I'm also going to be launching Primal Alchemy's own Oregon Ascension Pyramid which is going to be a uh, it's an an Oregon Pyramid, I don't know if you guys know about Oregon yet but I'm not going to go into that now, I just want to tell you what the product is uh, orgon pyramid that is going to be great for mitigating EMFs. You can use it for meditation purposes to get you deeper into an alpha state of consciousness. I charge it with my orgon generator that I've purchased, which I'm going to come back to because that's an important piece of the puzzle with how all these products link together. And then next up, we have initiated attire. So initiated attire is essentially our clothing range. Uh, we are launching the Ascended Lifestyle Collection first, which is a line of organic conscious streetwear. So ooh, we're going to be doing some t-shirts, hoodies, jumpers, baseball caps. Uh, just to begin with, obviously, we're going to expand the range as we uh, as we progress. Uh, all made out of organic cotton. And um, with some pretty dope designs on as well, some uh, some hidden esoteric symbolism all encoded within it, just to keep everyone woke as fuck. And yeah, this is this is uh, something that I really wanted to launch because then it allows me to put my sort of artistic um, kind of cr- creative expression onto something that people can wear and represent and feel part of a tribe, and you know get the message out there to as many people as we can. So that's the initiated attire, guys. And then the last part of the brand is going to be the Art of Initiation Gallery. So this is going to be a... um yeah, a a gallery set where you guys can come in and buy some of the art that you guys may be familiar with from Primal Alchemy on Instagram, on Facebook, on the website, the artwork that we use for the products, the artwork that we use for promo material, all of this art, like, I I had designed very specifically, I work very closely with the artists that do this, uh, that do these commissioned pieces for me because I want to encode it with as much of the sacred science knowledge as I can so that when you look at this art, you're not just looking at a dope piece of art. You're looking at something that can be used almost as as if it's a piece of ascension technology to help you in your own path of self actualization, self mastery. The same as the artists of of the Renaissance period, going and then going back into ancient Rome, Greece, Egypt. Art was such a powerful. Um, was such a powerful tool for being able to uh, convey the deeper universal truths through symbolism and that is exactly what I'm doing here so you can pick it up you can pick them up in uh, I'm also going to be selling the great awakening map don't know if you guys know anything of that if not check out 5d awareness on instagram uh it's a it's a infographic Mm, it's an infographic art piece where it's a map of all of the conspiracies and tr- truther topics from Time Immemorable up to this very point, and it's all mapped out of how everything is interrelated and what that means for you it gives you loads of topics to go and research yourself and that's essentially why it's called the great awakening map it's your map to your awakening the more you research all the subjects there the more you will awaken internally the more you will find out about yourself and then the more you find out about yourself as above so below the more you find out about the universe in its totality So that is phase two, guys. I didn't want to go into too much detail on this. I just wanted to give you an update of what is actually going on. Uh, And in regards to the podcast, uh, I actually have a good number of episodes still in the back catalogue waiting to be launched. But I didn't want to continuously keep doing the episodes while I was busy getting all of this phase two up and running because I'm doing this all by myself I haven't got a team behind me Um, so I have to make sure that I allocate my time appropriately to the things that need the most attention and this phase two is obviously where I wanted to um, put a lot of my energy in order to get the most out of it but the podcast will get up and running again uh, I've got some really good episodes in the line, um, ready, ready to go. It's I'm probably going to release the next one at the end of this month, and then we'll be back to probably once a week. I did do two a week to begin with, but I think in terms of what's actually um, what I can actually sustain, I think one one a week could be good, and it gives you guys a little bit of a break as well instead so of getting bombarded with new episode drop, new episode drop, new episode drop every fucking day on Instagram. So. Uh, yeah, that's coming out soon. One one other note is that uh I fucked my microphone up, so I have to get a new one. That's another reason why I haven't been to um uh you know, um most of what I'm looking for I can't even fucking think. Well, my broken microphone is one of the reasons why I haven't uh, been pushing out episodes over the past two weeks, a few weeks as well. Uh, I need to get myself a new one to make sure the sound quality is good. I'm recording this directly on the computer microphone, so hopefully it sounds half decent for you guys. And uh, yeah, you know what? I wanted to give you guys a little bit of an update with what's actually been going on in my life for the past two months, because it's been quite the adventure. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a fucking massive adventure, to be honest with you guys, and I know a lot of you reach out to me on Instagram, and that you're always interested in what I'm up to, and I'm trying to build this brand, but at the same time as building this brand, I am this brand, and in order to get this brand to where I envision it to be, I, on a personal level, have to be at that level. So I'm continuously working on myself, continuously going on fucking micro of my own hero's journey thinking that I know everything, only to have that paradigm completely crushed and inverted and imploded and then self-exploding into a brand new paradigm with a brand new self at the end of it. And for the past two months, I've pretty much gone through what I would really... I uh, I really would say it's been the most transformational period in my whole entire life, and it's nice because it ties in so nicely with the launch of this phase two, and it it means that I can be a much better person, that's much better fitted to be able to serve you guys, uh, in in the in the next the next phase. So, uh, yeah, you, for everyone that's been following this podcast series so far, they follow me on Instagram, you know that I do dabble in a little bit of plant medicines from time to time, which is pretty much all the time. And I've never really shared with you my experiences. But uh, I just want to kind of tell you where I'm at at the moment. So I had a very, very profound experience on the well the end of June this summer so I went to Glastonbury Festival for anyone that's in the UK you are I'm sure you're more than aware of what Glastonbury Festival is for anyone who's listening to this worldwide Glastonbury Festival is a annual or used to be annual I think it's uh They do it, like, every other year now. They had a little bit of a break. But anyway, back to the point. It's the biggest uh, music festival in the UK and one of the biggest uh, and oldest festivals in the world. And, uh, obviously, it's located in Glastonbury. Glastonbury uh, is the ancient island of Avalon, which, again, I'm not going to go into too much details here, but it is the heart chakra of the world and one of the most powerful places, sacred spots on this planet. Um, So the festival's there, and the festival's not linked to any of this spiritual um, fault or anything like that. It's just a big music festival. And I went with my best friend, who I've been best friends with for the past five years. Me and her have gone to a few festivals. And yeah, I was... I'm not gonna lie, guys. I was in a little... (laughs) Little bit down in the dumps because I am doing this whole primal alchemy brand by myself, and in order to launch phase two, I had to get a business loan, and I was having really, I was having a lot of trouble securing, uh, this securing this loan, and just I was just like, man, just give me a fucking break. I'm trying hard, man. I'm, I'm I'm busting my balls, my ass to be able to get this brand to where I want it to be, I got to fucking sell a protein powder that's not a good representation of what I'm really about, obviously it's a dope product, it's amazing, but you know what I'm trying to say here, and I just couldn't, I was finding it to be a hard sell to investors and being able to get the loan, and I went to Glastonbury trying to kind of clear my mind and be like, right man, everything's going to be okay, just enjoy yourself, and uh, just before I went, I got another loan application declined, and I was like, "Fuck! Fuck's sake! Like, what the fuck do I have to do? Seriously." And um, yeah, I, I was in a little bit of a mood, and I was trying to enjoy myself. Me and my best mate, and uh, we we'd taken some psilocybin mushrooms with us before. Um, sorry, with us to Glastonbury, and it was in the form of like a cacao bar. So interesting enough, I'd actually done this cacao bar before it had 8 grams of psilocybin in and I uh, I'd done it taken it before like a few months back right taken half of it and I didn't feel anything from it so that would have been like 4 or 5 grams I'm pretty well versed with mushrooms and plant medicine so I know what's going to work and what's not and I would taken 5 grams before and I was like man it's a fucking week, and I was in a bit of a bad mood I wasn't really thinking straight and I was like man I'm just going to take the whole bar I'm going to take the whole bar and then we can wander off into the night and just have a good time and so I smashed the whole bar, which was eight grams. So with the cacao, cacao has obviously got theobromine in. Theobromine is going to be like a vasodilator. So then that's obviously going to increase the effectiveness of the psilocybin from the get-go. And um, my best mate, who's never taken mushrooms before, took half the bar because I said it was going to be okay. Again, not the, not the best uh, choice of mine. And we, uh, we, ventured, we ventured off into the night. And we got down to one of the stages where there was some, like, psych trance music just starting up. And on the way to walking there, I just got these big yawns. And the yawns are always a indicator to me that shit's about to get heavy. And while we were walking there, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, this is not going to be good. This is going to be so fucking strong because the the yawns have come on within the first five minutes and that's not how it normally goes. Normally they don't appear to like 40 minutes in, half an hour in. And we got there. My mate ran off to um, the toilets and I was stood there and... There's 250,000 people at Glastonbury Festival. That's a lot of energy, guys. That's a lot of energy that when you're in a state of being susceptible to real minute shifts in energy, you could say that this was like being attached to a fucking rocket ship and getting blasted into the cosmos. And I was there, just stood in this crowd, just like having a mini meltdown, Is in like... You fucked up, you stupid cunt, you fucked up, you you fucked up massively, and now my mate who's gone off to the toilet, she's probably going to be feeling it now as well, and probably panicking and losing her shit, and I was like, oh no, here we go, and then my mate managed to get back, and we both looked at each other as in like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, uh-fucking-oh. So um, I told her I was like, "Yo, we need to get to higher ground. We need to uh, we need to get out of this spot ASAP. This is not where we want to be in amongst all of this." So um, yeah, we we run off we run off up into the hills. It takes about twenty minutes, probably longer. I don't know. I was, I was I was panicking at this point. For me, the panic it mean like I keep my shit together under the most intense uh, situation. So for me to have in a bit of a panic state shows that it was a pretty dire state we were in. And uh, yeah, we get to the top of the hill, and then we sit down. And then as soon as we sit down on the top of this hill, we, oh, man, I just start getting taken taken down. Start, start getting a fucking beat down off the mushrooms. They, they fucking showed me what was up. I was, I was all over the place. My, my friend was starting to panic a little bit. It was getting dark now as well, and the. I just want to add a little bit of um, information that during Glastonbury it was so fucking hot. It was, like, the hottest summer that we've ever had in the UK. And I was walking around in, like, a button-down shirt shirt with some shorts because it was so hot, man. I got so sunburned. But point being is that that's what we were in. My friend was in, like, a little catsuit. And uh, it it was actually starting to get really cold at this point. And I'm all down for the cold thermogenesis, but not when I'm 8 grams deep into the mushrooms. (laughs) And, um, yeah, basically, I just had this... I bet. Well, I'll tell you what happened. So we were let down on the grass. And I was starting to get taken deep with the mushrooms. And I was also fully aware that my mate was struggling. And I felt all of this guilt on top of my shoulders. In Like, you fucking idiot, man. You dragged yourself into something. Not just you, but also your best mate into something that you're not ready for. You weren't equipped for. It's the wrong environment. And now you're going to pay. And... I fucking died. I died, guys. Like, the mushrooms told me. They were like, now you're going to die. Like, who you identify with as now is dead. And I just fell into this void of blackness, of emptiness, of just nothingness. This infinite void. And, uh... Yeah, I was... Comp- I was... I was dead. Like, I, com- I just died. And then there was this voice that communicated to me throughout the dark, the dark. and it... Basically, it was the mushrooms, or what I perceived to be the mushrooms. And the mushrooms had said that this is where your arrogance has got you. You have essentially killed yourself and your best friend. But... There was a but. And that but was... This is the quest. We are offering you a quest. And if you accept the quest, then you will become who you were born to be. If you can save yourself tonight, then you will save the world. That's what I was told from these mushrooms. Now, just to put into context, I am led on the top of this hill uh, about 9 o'clock in the evening. It's pretty fucking cold. Uh, I. This is the second night of Glastonbury Festival. Glastonbury Festival, the diameter is about six, seven miles, and I am on the complete opposite end of the festival site to where my tent is or where I perceive my tent to be, which I don't really know where it is because it's Glastonbury and we're the second night in and it's dark. And the quest was if you can get back to safety, to the warmth of your tent from a four to five mile quest through places that are going to be completely alien to you, while eight grams deep, then you will save yourself and save the world. And... I accepted the quest, and as soon as I accepted a quest, imagine a droplet of white light just entering the the point of view and hitting this infinite ocean of blackness. And as soon as it hit the, the ocean of blackness, a massive, overwhelming, overpowering blast of white light just really kind of engulfed me and my sense of being and my consciousness and blasted my eyes open. And I sat up and I could see everything on top of this hill, guys. It was the most insane situation I've ever been in. It was just like I got blasted up from the depths of whatever limbo realm I was in. And I was looking out over Glastonbury and obviously by then it was dark so you could see all the lights of all the different areas of Glastonbury. Or or I could see all the energies of everyone emanating out of the ground, out of the people, out of like obviously you're looking at them, and they look like ants from the top of this hill. But I could see everything. And almost like an RPG game where you press like one of the buttons and it gives you like a on screen kind of like guidance map, like a little arrow showing you where to go. No joke, that shit happened, and I could see the trail to the tent, to the fucking pinpoint of where the tent was. And I could see how I what we needed to do in order to get back there. And uh, me and my best mate looked at each other and we we're like, we're gonna fucking die on this hill, we're gonna die of hyperthermia, we're fucking. 8 grams, 4 grams deep, and we need we need to get back. Like we need to get back. And I went to go stand up, and as I went to go stand up, it felt like the whole like inception style, like the whole world just inverted up over in itself, and I was just like, Oh, this is gonna be so fucking hard, man. Oh, oh fuck, what have I done? But the hero does not turn away from the quest at hand, and uh Yeah, we grabbed both of each other's hands, and we were like, right, we're gonna do this for ourselves and for each other, and we're gonna make this, like, we've got each other. And, uh, for the next, like, hour and a half, two hours, we made our way back through Glastonbury, through the festival site, and don't ask me how I managed to do it, like, eight grams deep, that would knock most people out, and they would not be able to move, heck, fucking four grams would knock most people out, and... Yeah, we managed to get our way back. As I was going through this site, I could see, like, I was, we were, everyone's fucked up at this stage. They've been drinking all day. And you can see the spirit, the alcohol spirit consuming and possessing everyone and everyone doing dumb shit. And I could see their spiritual self being really repressed by the alcohol spirit that was now in control, I could see all of the electromagnetic radiation blasting off all of the electrical equipment there, I could see everyone's emotions um, just kind of, like, in waveforms, like, crashing against other people's emotional waves, and unifying with other people's, I could see happiness, I could see sadness, I could see everything, it was like, first I was blind, but now I could see, and I felt like fucking superhuman. And we got ourselves back. And that moment of actually reaching that campsite was the most joyful, blissful, most emotional state I've ever been in because it was the first time that I've ever had to face what I feel, which I've always been searching for, I've always wanted, is to face real adversity where I didn't think I was going to make it out of there. Now, from a completely objective um, opinion, you may be looking at that and be like, "Dude, you just took some mushrooms, and you're on top of a hill, and you went back to your campsite. No biggie." But subjectively, for me, guys, I fucking died. Like, I went through the death and rebirth experience. Uh, it was all very powerful and immense for me. Regardless of what other people's opinions are, the experience is what counts, and it's the it's the alchemical reaction that the experience creates that is important and we get back to the tent and yeah i literally just fall fall i literally fall to the ground and as i fall to the ground and hit the ground my body stops but i go out of body and i have this experience of where i'm initiated for all that i can say um for all that i can explain and be able to make it relatable for you, I went to uh, Mount Olympus, or Valhalla. I went to this ancient, divine mountaintop that I could see all of these etheric temples all built up on it, and as uh, my consciousness, as my being, my sense of being was being pulled towards it through the clouds, I felt this overwhelming sense of this is home, this is where I belong, this is where I'm from, and I was being welcomed back, and as I was moving forward, um, this gr- there was like this ugh, this crazy like earth-shaking sound. It's it's hard to explain to be able to conceptualize, and I was and it was fucking so scary. And as it was getting louder and louder, this fucking massive serpent head kind of. Tw- entwined over the mountaintop, like coiled itself around the mountain, moving all the way up to its head, came over and peered over the top of the mountaintop, blocking out the sun, and all I could see was its big eyes. So, I mean, this could be the world serpent. I believe it's Jörmungandr. I can't say it, guys. I'm not good at pronouncing, pronouncing like old Norse shit. But the world serpent, that's who I perceived it to be, and it looked at me, and it was almost as, as if it was scanning me it was scanning me. And uh, as it was scanning me, it was like, <sighs> it, there was like a lot of clouds over it. And I don't know if you guys have seen the new Godzilla film when when Rodan is flying towards the storm, which has got King Ghidorah in. Um, King Ghidorah. And like, it's like flashing with like lightning. And as it flashes, you see like the silhouette and the shadow of it. In that's what I was seeing. Like it was flashing. Like I could just see it there. And I didn't have a body at this state. I was just consciousness. I was just there in that in that environment. And it was like scanning me and then it and then it pulled back and went and then uncoiled all the way down. And as it uncoiled, there was like this golden pyramid on top of the um golden pyramid on top of the mountaintop. And yeah, I went into this pyramid and it was just that's it was the home of the gods man and uh, it was like they welcomed me back they're like we've like this this was your mission your mission was to cut like you had you had to go through this hero's journey in order to i know you realized this a long time ago that you are of a divine nature but now this is us kind of showing you and yeah you, you saved yourself tonight and now you will fulfill your destiny and you'll save the world and uh, yeah, pretty epic, guys. Pretty fucking epic, I'm not going to lie. And then, um, yeah, I come back out of this trance state and make nothing of it. Uh, but what I want to tell you what why this whole situation was so important is a few days after that, I actually got my loan accepted. I got my loan application accepted, which allowed me to start off with phase two. So that's pretty interesting how that worked out. And something that has been the most powerful shift for me, which um, I always kind of knew this. I always knew it deep down that this is where I would find my my power. Is that I've done a lot of work, a lot of self development throughout my life, and I always have it where I know that I'm capable of so much more. And that when I when I have that feeling, the feeling comes through the heart, that heart center of emotion. And I could never live through my heart, man. I felt it was so hard for me to always be able to be open hearted and loving like I am loving to people, but in order to but to actually embody heart centered living, I felt like there was always a blockage there, like a stagnation of energy and um yeah, I just I knew like i've I've done so much work it's like yeah, you work on all of your chakras, you work on all of the energy centers and I just, um, I always just had that blockage there. And I knew that it was going to be love, like true love, that would really open that portal up so that all of the energy could flow through, so that all of the work that I've done previous, all of the foundation that I've laid would be able to be then just be opened up and boom, everything would just flow freely. And I'm telling you guys, it was this mushroom trip, it was this night with my best friend that... <laughs> it was the start of what was to become really the really the beginning of the real quest and that real quest was the unification with my twin flame who I fi- who turns out to be my best mate and through a few other plant medicine ceremonies and some good old-fashioned stepping up and telling someone how you feel, I've now... in a stage in my life where I'm, for the first time, completely heart-centered and completely in love with my twin flame, with my best friend, and she has given me everything that I need in order to complete this, this hero's journey, and... She was always such a loving person, but I always kind of shut her off, even because she was my best mate. I mean, I didn't look at her like that. But when I did allow myself to open up to that, the love that she has for me really kind of fucking melted my my exterior el- icy barrier of unfuckwittableness, of emotionlessness. And she pierced directly through it to my heart. And yeah, the past few weeks have been very transformative for me because it's like I've really had all of this stagnant energy in my heart just evaporate and just, uh, yeah, just melt away. And it's allowed just all of this source energy just to run through me, just to empower me. I feel younger. I feel stronger. I feel i just feel more myself like my ultimate self and um i've really just been using this time to enjoy being in this state being in love being powered by love and not taking shit so seriously, not taking, (laughs) not taking life and destiny so seriously, but just to enjoy the moment, to stop thinking about becoming this guy that's going to change the world, and instead just being the guy that lives through his heart that will change the world. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been really interesting, guys. It's been really interesting and it's something that again just adds another piece to the puzzle that I was already trying to create with you. And I've got a lot of things to say about relationships and twin flames and finding love, and I just want to leave you on this because it's something that was the outcome of another plant medicine journey. And I think it might be very interesting for yourself if you're listening to this. Uh, So I had another psilocybin um, session. And what I was shown on this is that basically I was shown that both my timeline and my partner, girlfriend, Twin Flame, my best mate, her timeline, i seen it right from the moment of conception of both of us and how... We were always destined to join forces, and we met each other on cruise ships. I used to work on cruise ships personal trainer. Long story short, I'm not going to tell you how I got onto a specific ship, because that's irrelevant at the moment, but we both, out of... Out of... Forces out of our control brought us onto the same ship, and it wasn't meant to happen. I was not meant to be on that ship... But I ended up being on that ship, which is very important. And I fucking hated it. I hated that I was there. I didn't want to be there. I wanted to do shit with primal alchemy, But I committed to a previous relationship that I would go back. And I ended up on this ship alone. Let's put it that way. And my partner joined the same day as me. And we became best friends right from the get go, and we we were all, and we've been best friends for the past four years. Not romantically linked, but best friends. And what this trip showed me is that how our timelines at that point in time had finally conjoined, it finally met, and then we went off and did our own things. Like we were always best friends, but she went off and she had uh, romantic partners. I went off, and to be honest, I haven't been with any romantic partners since my last main romantic partner. But I've been you know you you make friends with the opposite sex and you do get close but i always had my limits and i wouldn't do this and wouldn't do that and on that journey from that point of um conjoining i my journey was to learn my lesson and to break a pattern a subconscious pattern of a hero complex with females of trying to save the day of being the guy that would come in and fucking save the princess that 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 was my pattern, and I kept falling into it. I kept meeting like meeting females that I really liked, but they were kind of fucked up. They had their issues, and if you're listening to this, then I don't mean you fucked up like that, but you get it. They had their issues, and my light would attract the the to be almost be attractive attractive to them as a cure to their internal darkness, and I kept pulling myself into situations that I shouldn't have been in, that I didn't need to be in, and I ended up just getting everyone hurt in in the in the process. So I had to learn about love. I had to learn about unconditional love. I had to learn about be like striving for a girl that you perceive to be your dream girl, what you want, and the difference between the girl that you actually need. And also in the process, I saw my partner's um, sort of timeline. And she was very much the epitome of love, of just unconditional love, open love, open heart living. But she wasn't, well, she was self-aware, but she had a lot of work to do. She had a lot of work to optimize herself. She had to... be, she had to take care of her diet. She had to take care of her mind. She had to take care of her goals and aspirations. She had to take care of her career. She had to take care of everything that I and I helped her. I guided her through this. She she listened to everything that I said. She she incorporated everything I said. She started to embody it and she started to become the 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 ultimate version of herself. And there would be these points in time from this vision that I was having where. Where our our timelines would cross again, and we'd have like a significant event in both of our lives that we would share together, and then we would go off and then we would come back and go off and come back now if you think of these two timelines as spirals as like a each strand of a fucking double helix and you and as the as the helix would connect that would be a another sort of milestone event in each other's lives that we shared together, and then we would go off and learn more and then we would keep being drawn back to. Th- back and back and back to each other, and I was seeing this all play out in front of me, and then the perspective of the scene drew out, and as it was drawn out I could see that our timelines were creating the DNA of a of a greater being of a of our true self of my higher self who which is also her higher self and that we are both the male and female aspect of that higher being and that was a fucking powerful trip guys because it was the first time where I've united with my higher self, but then I also saw with her that, like, her own journey that she was going on and why we were both important for this, for each other's journey, and why we both met and what it was. What And as after I had that, the next day I was presented with the ultimate test to be able to prove that I'd learned my lesson to break that pattern, to be able to clear, to settle the dust with... Females in my life, and I, I did what I didn't want to do. I took the hard decision, but I did it. And as soon as I did it, I was instantly rewarded with, well, bliss with my happiness that I made. I broke the pattern, and I finally went for the female that was right for me, the the female that I was that was under my nose all this time. And yeah, I, I I'm the happiest I've ever been, and. I feel so empowered. I feel I feel like I'm ready to to really do what I what I laid out for myself to do, which is to take this brand and really bring in the golden age of human potential and for to wake the planet up and yeah, I feel like that was in terms of my own personal life, that was the missing puzzle piece was this heart-centered power. Had everything else. I had the knowledge. I had the discipline, the willpower. All I needed was that some that event to open up my heart, and then it's just gonna take shit to the next level. And uh, from that point on, I went off and I dabbled with like ayahuasca, and I went off to Denmark to do um, a ceremony over there. I had real interesting time there. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to go on for too much more detail now, guys, because I want to keep this episode under uh, 50 minutes or so. So I just wanted to tell you guys where I'm actually at, and I just want to let you know if you're still listening that I am back, I'm back, and I'm fully powered, and I'm ready to launch phase two with the full spectrum, full power version of myself at the will, and yeah. Shit's about to change. 2020 is a big year. 2020, we are going to get our 2020 vision. There is a lot of prophecies to be fulfilled this year, and the awakening will not be stopped. It is happening right now, and you're going to start to see more signs of it as we progress over the next few years, but 2020 in particular. And it's all lined up very nicely to when phase two of Primal Alchemy will be launched, and shit is about to pop. And, uh yeah, I'm back, guys. I'm fucking back, and I'm here to guide each and every one of you that's listening to your own salvation, to live your own hero's journey, to find your own twin flame, to complete yourself, to complete your mission for why your soul incarnated into your avatar vessel this life. And together we will fulfill destiny our species' destiny, which is to become the gods that we once were. <sighs> Man, I'm really grateful for you guys. I'm really grateful for you hanging in there, for following me. I haven't had no money to be able to market these podcasts, to market my brand. I've been doing this all by myself, and somehow I've still managed to grow quite an organic fan base which just shows that you guys are really resonating with what I've got to say and the mission and the message. And uh, yeah, you've passed it on to your friends, to your family, and that's how it's grown. That's the only way it could have grown. So I want to give my love and thanks to each and every one of you. As always, I'm, do, I'm, do, I'm doing everything I can in my power to be able to uh, create the life that I want to live and in return be able to help you create the life you want to live. So I'm going to leave it at that, guys. I think that's a good 50 minutes or so now. Um, Hopefully you've enjoyed this little, um, well, very impulsive podcast. I didn't plan to make this. I just thought I would just to kind of upload it and give you guys something to listen to. So, uh, yeah, I've got plenty more tales to tell. um, Plenty more podcasts to, uh, to, to release. And, yeah, I'm happy that you guys are... In this for the long run with me. So uh, yeah. Don't undo the seatbelt yet. We're just getting started. As always guys. Save yourself. Save the world. Shit's about to get real.